Hi, I'm Brittany Ashley, your host of Breaking Norms, Building Dreams, your guide through this transformative journey in both business and life. This is your place crafted for dreamers, doers, or anyone who has been told they can't. Get ready as we challenge those narratives together. You're tuning in live to the United Public Radio Network, airing on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. We are streaming on all the popular platforms every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me for a candid and thought-provoking conversation celebrating your unique journey because you are worth it. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited to introduce you, Ashley. Welcome to Breaking Norms, Building Dreams. I'm your host, Brittany Ashley, and we are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. Get ready to escape the routine and join us for the next hour as we break norms and build dreams. Thanks so much for coming in with me, Ashley. I'm so excited to have you here today. I am super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I will do a mini intro and then we'll dig in. Perfect. So Ashley is the founder of She Who Rises Co, full-time CEO, online business manager, COO, system and branding strategist, a trauma-informed client experience expert, and a single mama to three beautiful boys. A strong manifesting generator vibe right there. She built She Who Rises with a vision to support visionaries in the coaching industry and scaling their business with more ease. Through her passion of resilience, she has overcome life's challenges of addiction and domestic abuse, all while navigating a single mom life and building her six-finger, six-finger business. <laughs> Got it. Thanks again for coming on. I'm so excited to share everyone about your journey. Um, Ashley also works on Creative Dynamics team as well. I love pairing her with our clients because I know that they're in such good hands. I'm so excited to tell everybody about your journey. Ashley, please begin. Amazing. So I'm going to start off just sharing a bit about my journey and how I've got to where I am today, the success I have, the six-figure business, all the things, because it definitely wasn't an easy journey to get where I am. And I've definitely faced a lot of hurdles. Um, it definitely started with like a lot of childhood trauma that I've had to navigate and heal from. But in my childhood, I grew up with addiction and I also um, grew up with sexual abuse. So it was really a point of why I made the decisions I made when I was younger. And I mean, I started dabbling in drugs at a very young age and fell into addiction. Um, and when I was 15, I ended up running away from home for three months. And that's actually when I got pregnant with my oldest son. And I found out I was pregnant two weeks before I turned 16. So it was a huge shock. And I had him at 16, obviously, and that was a whole world to navigate. You know, like I became a mom. I wasn't ready to become a mom. And my parents actually raised him for the first like four years of his life. And that's definitely something that I'm still healing from navigating. And what really came from that is, I mean, I'm so grateful for my parents and what they did, but it's definitely created like some blocks in our relationship and everything like that with like having him raise him and control pieces and different aspects in that sense. Mm -hmm. 
And after I had him, you know, I was on track for a couple months and then I really started to go downhill. And that's when I really started falling into my addiction, um, homeless. And I met this guy who was also an addict and I got into a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I really, really struggled with addiction for the next 10 years of my life. I just struggled staying in an abusive relationship and there was highs and lows during those 10 years. There was times when I was really in it and there was times when I was out of it. But what I really realized about myself was I kept going back to it Mm -hmm. and I couldn't break the cycle. I couldn't break the pattern. And it really, really got bad at the end of 2019. And I was at an all time low, um, the deepest in my addiction I'd ever been. The abuse was an all time worse. And I booked tickets. (laughs) And this is one of the pivotal moments that I want to share in my journey. I have three here, but um, I booked a backpacking trip for a month to Thailand. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't ask my parents to watch the kids or anything. I knew they were going to have to because my ex was not stable enough to actually stay with the kids. But two months before I was leaving, I told my parents I was leaving for a month and someone was going to have to take my kids. And... I got a lot of backlash and a lot of you're not a good mom and all these things. And I knew with the place I was in that my soul was telling me like, this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going, but right before I actually left to Thailand, I was in the darkest place that I was thinking about taking my life because there was a spot where I didn't see a way out of the abuse and I didn't see a way out of, out of the addiction. Mm-hmm. And the only way I seen out was if I ended it. And it was two days before I left to Thailand that I was actually going to do it. And then I left. And that was the trip that actually changed the entire directory of my entire life. Um, I went to Thailand. I, I partied and all the things. But I didn't have my, like, drug of choice there. And I met some people along the way. And specifically, I met this one guy that really I opened up to him. I shared how I felt about what I was doing. And I realized like I wasn't living up to my fullest potential. And I knew deep down that I was meant for so much more and I was getting so many signs. And it was such a transformational journey to be on that trip and be able to soul search and find myself again. And when I came back from that trip, I decided to get sober. I gave up the drugs. And a month after I gave up the drugs, I left my relationship and it was a whole journey leaving that relationship i mean i had tried to leave so many times before and i never had the strength to actually stay out of it and i remember leaving that relationship and saying that this would be the last time that i ever leave and it was um very hard and i remember i hired my second mentor I've ever worked with at that time, because I really needed someone to help me stay strong and help me navigate the path that was ahead of me. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. One of the hardest things I've ever had to navigate getting sober and leaving that relationship all at once. And I really dove into my spiritual and healing journey at this time. And that was really like a saving grace for me because I don't know where I would be without my mentor that helped me at that time. Or, you know, like if I didn't journey on to a spiritual path at this time. Mm -hmm. 
And about a year later, I was very big into my spiritual journey and I was getting all these signs that I was supposed to move to British Columbia and I was super scared. You know, I would be leaving everything I know, um, leaving my support system, literally leaving everything. But I kept hearing that if you go, I'm going to give you the life that you've always wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was such strong signs from spirit at this time that I was like, I can't not go. So I sold all my stuff. I packed up my car and I packed up my kids and I drove across the country. I had no plan when I got here, no place to go when I got here. I just decided to go. And I remember the first 30 days I was here. I literally cried, locked myself in the bathroom every single day and it was so hard. And I remember every single time I'd be crying in the bathroom, I would just hear spirit come in and be like, do you trust me? And I was like, yes, I trust you. And that was such a pivotal moment in my journey as well, because getting out of my hometown, like I'm from a very small Northwestern Ontario town, you know, um, bad things, what I grew up with, like the same circle, everything around me definitely had an impact on like the choices I kept going back to and the cycles I kept repeating and moving out of that town was very hard. You know, I had no idea financially how I was going to make it or anything like that, but I pushed through and it's been one of the best decisions that I've made in my life. So it's been a journey that I've been on for sure. Yes. Well, thank you. Can I just say thank you for your openness and authenticity to just tell the listeners what you've what the whole story that you've been through. Um, I know it's very vulnerable. So I know somebody out there listening, going through something similar. I'm hoping they can relate and kind of see that kind of passion of spiritual change that you also went through that they can do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, um, I didn't go through anything near as similar, but I definitely did go through an abusive relationship. It was, mm, I, you kind of forget the like the time frames. to be honest. It seems like even to now with kids, it's like, whoa, another year has passed. But right before my husband, it was to the point, it's like life or death situation to get out. Mm-hmm. So I think anyone listening, going into those kind of situations or in the situation, really try to listen to your gut and follow through with it. It's hard though, because yeah, it really is hard, but try to see if there's people around you that can support you or ask for help. Um, I was lucky enough to ask for some help at my old job and I had some people come in to help me get out of the situation. So can I just say, I'm so proud of you though. Thank you. And I feel when it comes to being in a situation where you're in domestic abuse, mm-hmm. that you feel safe in the chaos, right? And you feel you find that safety in the chaos. So it's hard to break that cycle. And then when it's all you've ever known in your life, then it's how you think you should be loved, right? And it's how you think you should be treated. But there is like so much better things on the other side, if you just find the strength to walk away, and it'll probably be you know, one of the hardest things you've ever done. Like it definitely was for me. It's my kid's father and all these different pieces, right? And I built a life with him for 10 years. But leaving that relationship was one of the reasons like I've been successful now and I followed my dreams and, you know, I get to show up as the best version of me because I don't have that barrier holding me down in life anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I was listening to a TikTok the other day. Uh, I'll have to remember his name. I think it was Mathesis. Um, I love watching his stuff. And he was just kind of talking about like childhood trauma, that there are certain things you start getting addicted to when, like, by the way, I'm not like any kind of psychologist here throwing that out there. <laughs> just reiterating what I saw on TikTok. So please don't take my advice. <laughs> um, but childhood trauma, you um, you kind of start connecting the dots when you get older. And then you're just naturally kind of um, get kind of, you get attracted to a certain kind of trauma. And so you kind of fall into that scale, not knowing that you maybe ended up in that kind of situation or relationship. And then before you know it, like you have to get out or you don't know how to get out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I feel like for me, a big part of my like healing journey right now is, you know, there's that little girl in me that just always wanted her dad to get sober for her. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I got into my adulthood and that journey in itself, I started trying to, you know, like I've only really dated addicts and mm -hmm. it's because I'm always like, there's this little girl inside of me that's always wanted to, have someone get sober for them, right? And it's such a beautiful self-awareness when you start on your healing journey or your spiritual journey or whatever that looks like for mm -hmm. you. It's such a beautiful awareness to be able to know, you know, like what that little girl inside of you needs and mm -hmm. how you're, the cycles and the patterns you're repeating actually all falls into that. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. and definitely is on our side as well. And I know that my, my dad went through AA and all that stuff that I kind of shared with you prior. Um, I think that's just kind of too, like, I can't really remember it though, because it's just kind of like erased from, that's childhood trauma, erased from the memory, right? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how much you actually block out from your childhood, right? Until you're ready to face it. Because I know for me on my journey, like I blocked out what happened in my childhood until very recently. I did healing mm -hmm. work on different parts of my life, but my childhood just felt too, too hard to face. And I think a huge part of my journey too has been doing this work and learning how to hold myself in those tough emotions. Because with me, my addiction came trying to numb the pain, trying to numb the hurt, right? Like I don't want to feel. And when I actually learned how to heal myself and to hold myself in the tough emotions and in the tough, challenging times, that's when I was able to, you know, like actually stick out my sobriety and be on this journey to the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know you you seem to travel to Thailand quite a bit. No. I, uh, you were not too long ago? I was in Bali. So close. Bali. Yes. Close. <laughs> that was such a huge thing for me to do too, because I mean, I started my entrepreneurship journey back in 2015, but I remember when I was like a little girl um, and I used to live in the country on a street, like five people used to drive by a day and I'd be out there every day trying to sell my jewelry to the five cars that would yeah. like drive by. And it's so funny because I've always had this like entrepreneurial spirit inside of me mm -hmm. and yeah, I started back in 2015. Obviously, I was still in my addiction. So it was like highs and lows. And I always made money. But I never like had success like I have now in my mm -hmm. business. And I'm so grateful for it. But one of the things that I got to go do is I got to go travel around Bali for a couple months with my kids. And it was such a beautiful opportunity, right? Because it's always been my dream. Like I love traveling. I am a free spirited soul. 
And there's nothing that lights me up more, right? So to be able to go see the world now and not have to worry about like when the bills are getting paid and everything like that from what I built has been one of the best things that I could ask for. Mm -hmm. Before you started going on your entrepreneur journey, did you ever think of like going into like a nine to five? Just kind of venture in that idea first. And then you're like, no, I can't. Let's go this way. Because with three little ones, that's a lot. Single mama. It is. And I did. I've worked. I mean, I worked as a server before. So I was never like, quote unquote, a nine to five. But I would work late hours, um, you know, four to five times a week. And that's how I paid the bills and everything. Um, I was a server up until it would have been... 2022 august 2022 i went full-time in my business i had my business for about four months and then i was able to go full-time but i always did i started as a beach body coach and then i ventured into the coaching world and i always did these little things and they always brought in money but it was never enough to like re replace my full-time income and everything right and I just always knew like I was a leader, like I have a very leader sense about me. Um, even when I was working at serving jobs, I would always take the lead in things. And I just knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like I've said for years, I wanted those 10K months. I wanted this, I wanted that, right? And it's funny because people would laugh at me when I said I would make this much money one day online. And it's just such like a full circle moment to be here today. And to actually have the income that supports me and supports my kids and supports the life that I actually want to live. Hmm. I, you've been through so much in your life. What defines resilience to you? <sighs> resilience. Um, this has been something that I'm like really tuning into my journey lately because I wouldn't be here today like without my resilience right like i have had so many ups and downs in my journey and even since i started this business specifically mm -hmm. the ups and downs i've went through and resilience is really sticking it out when it's hard believing in yourself right and finding the power within yourself when things aren't working and really trusting your journey. A lot of my journey has been like trusting and trusting in the unknown, what I can't see yet, but what I know is coming. And there have been so many moments where I'm like, you know, I have to stick this out. I can't give up. And I think that my resilience is really why I got here today because there's a lot of things that could have brought me down and you know, like I just keep pushing, I keep going and I keep showing up no matter what life throws my way. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you're like the true resilient person. One of the many I've met. Um, that's why I couldn't wait to share your story today with everybody listening. Um, but yes, you definitely are a true testament for resiliency and always, I find too, like, cause we work together on a different way too, that you're just always challenge yourself. Like what else can I do? Where, yeah. how else can I show differently and make that impact? And that's why I just, we had so much synergy when we chatted prior and that's why I couldn't also wait to have you on the show so everyone can learn more about who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, like when I am facing like the challenging moments or, you know, curveballs that life's throwing mm -hmm. at me, something that really helps me 
And something that's been a learned thing in my life for the past couple of years is looking for the lessons in the hard times, right? Because there's always lessons and there are always opportunities for growth. 100%. It's taking, I think it's taken me some time to like, instead of just looking at the negative piece of that situation, how can you turn that into the positive piece? So like, yes, I went through that traumatic experience with my ex, but you know what? I wouldn't be here with my husband now where I am today. Or appreciating that kind of relationship. Cause I also went into that kind of like negative, like why am I always going for like the bad guys or why am I always doing this situation, right? So it's kind of like taking a step back and reevaluating and being like, you know what? Okay, that was a bad situation, but this is what I can take away from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so key in your journey. And even as an entrepreneurship, like knowing and looking at the challenges and seeing like what the lesson is and how you can get better from it. Right. And I know that comes with like a lot of self-awareness and a lot of like inner work, but when you have that self-awareness and you can actually look at the bigger picture, it honestly makes such a bigger difference in your journey and facing the tough times in life. hundred percent. I would say like, I'm a lot more authentic to who I am as an entrepreneur now than I was like years ago. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm always trying to fit in and trying to fit that mold or be a people pleaser. Um, which I struggled with a lot and still am, but I'm trying to set more boundaries and put those in place. <laughs> I, um, I just had a chat with um, Nadine a few weeks ago and we we're just talking about boundaries and it, kind of like an eye-opening um because she was saying you're saying yes to this and when are you saying no to which is totally true so how can we kind of maybe take a step back a little bit and try to really make sure we understand what we're saying no to versus what we're always agreeing to Mm -hmm. i love that one of my words this year is boundaries because Boundaries has always been like a struggle for me. And I know it comes from like my childhood and not being able to have those boundaries and safety and my boundaries back then. And this year, like I've really decided to stick to my boundaries and especially in my business and my business policies and all these things to protect my energy. Right. Because it got to a point at last year where me not like sticking with my boundaries was becoming a huge energy leak. And I was like, this can't happen anymore. This isn't CEO energy. And I actually decided to just stick it out. And the universe has been testing me over and over this month. And I'm like, you know what? No, like these are my boundaries and this is what I'm sticking to. And it's honestly created so much more space and freedom in my life already, just having those boundaries and sticking to it and, you know, like creating more space to do the things that I actually love and with my kids and with my man and all these different pieces. Yeah. Um, Marina just said, I love these outlooks on life. You ladies are so inspirational. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, That's so true. Like, I'm just like, I'm so proud too. And I know you are, but I just want to say how proud I am of you. Um, of how far you've come. And I know like this year is going to be like the biggest year yet for you. I just, I feel it. I can't say <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for this year. I have a lot of plans. I have a lot of things that I want to build out. Um, and just every year has just been getting better and better that I'm just so 
grateful and I'm excited to see what 2024 has in store. Same here. I know because um, I find some people are like, oh, you guys collaborate together and you might have some points on this too, Ashley, of um, why collaboration is so great for business owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think collaboration is amazing. It's an amazing opportunity to get your magic more out in the world, right? Like there is so many people that need you, need your services, no matter what you do as an entrepreneur. And it's like when you're collabing, when you're getting your name out there more, getting seen in front of new audiences, you don't know, you know, like who needs to hear your story? You know, your story could literally change someone's life or who needs your services, who needs your work, right? It's such a beautiful opportunity to help the people that are looking for you. And if you don't get out there, if you don't do collaborations, how are people going to find you? Yes. Yeah. I love collaborating so much. I definitely like thrive on it. I always think of like, okay, who can I work with next and why? Do, do their values align with me? And if they do, like I'm jumping in both feet. Um, it might sound cheesy, like long time ago, you know, the Michael Jackson song, um, Man in the Mirror? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, but my gut was always like, okay, you need to change yourself first before you become that person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. So my, like, I've always like resonated with that song. So it's like always in my back of my brain. I'm like, okay, okay. And now like my new song is Unstoppable. <laughs> I love it. Do you have a song that you resonate with a lot? Um, not off the top of my head, but I do know like when I started working with you, I felt really connected to you. Um, you know, because you're a mom and also just like your values and the things that you were experiencing in life that I know were similar to mine. Um, it was really such a beautiful like pathway for our connection and just being able to team up and work together. Yes, 100%. And let's make sure we tell everyone to don't force it. I feel like you can naturally just know the like the vibration that there's going to be synergy there. Like it was just like you go on a phone call and it's just dead air. Then obviously like, that might just not work out. But we connected so fast and I was like, yes, I want you on the team. I want to do different kind of collaborations in different ways. Let's always chat about something to build more momentum of it. So make sure they're make sure to always ask like curious questions, making sure that they're authentic with what you want to do and the values that you're putting forward. Mm -hmm. I think that really comes with like the gut instinct as well and really listening to your gut because there's like sometimes such a disconnect from our head and our heart, right? But when you actually follow your heart and follow your gut, um, you can usually never go wrong. No, exactly. I was just having this conversation on the weekend too with um, a few of my friends and I was just like, because I had a discovery call, I'm like, you know, when you just have the gut feeling, usually I would say yes to that person, but my gut's like, no you felt really uncomfortable in the phone call. So why are you going to say yes when you really feel not in line with that person? And I'm really, that's, I think what I'm trying to do in 2024 is really try to push myself to yes for the boundaries, but really listen to my gut. Yeah, I know. I definitely had an instant like that. I've decided in my business this year that I was no longer 
doing one-time projects because it just doesn't feel aligned. I don't feel like I have enough time in their business to do what I want and to make the impact that I want. So I've decided not to. And I've had a couple of people reach out wanting like one-time project work. And I was like, and this is really where the boundaries have come into. And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. Like I only do retainer basis. Um, and it's just been so like freeing to me because usually... And something that I found with like my addiction journey is my addiction will show up in other pieces of my life too. Like it shows up with the money and it shows up in my business. And the reason I actually had to start setting such strong boundaries was because I could fall my, I could see myself like falling into becoming a workaholic. And I used to use like drugs and alcohol to numb out everything else and I recognize that pattern but with my business I was using my business to numb everything else too right and this year was like such a big reality check for me where I was like I need the boundaries and I need to you know like break the cycle of addiction although it's not you know what it used to be it's still showing up in my business and with my money so when these one-time projects are coming to me and I'm like, it's money. It's really hard to break that, right? But I'm like, you know, this isn't what I want. This doesn't align with me. It doesn't feel good in my body anymore. And it's just not what I offer. And just holding that has been, you know, so transform transformational, like in itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. We're already halfway there. For those just tuning in, you are listening to Breaking Norms, Building Dreams. We're live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. I'm so excited to have you. We have another 30 minutes, Ashley. Um, still so excited to keep talking with you. Uh, let's see. I know another big thing that we also have in common is that we were a virtual assistants online business managers. More really, let's be honest, online business managers. I find a lot of people... Um, here in Canada, they're trying to figure out what is an OBM. <laughs> I know I educate so many people on my discovery calls. Do you find that the same? I do. And I feel my words for an online business manager is mm -hmm. we're like a unicorn <laughs> because I feel like we do it all, right? And of course, as an online business manager, certain ones specialize in certain things, but typically as an online business manager, you need to know the ropes of multiple platforms, multiple operations, like all these different pieces, right? And you're really the glue that holds it all together. Like the strategy, the marketing, everything, the team, the collaborations, just everything that makes the behind the scenes of a business run smoothly, you're the glue that holds it all together. And I mean, I absolutely love what I do. I'm so grateful to do what I do. And a big part of my journey is I'm trying to lead out of it. I'm trying to be more of my feminine energy, but I'm a very masculine energy person. Like I love the structure. I love, you know, like the systems, like I love everything masculine about the business. And I think that's why I thrive so much in this position as an online business manager, because a lot of the people that I work with are leaders in the coaching industry mm -hmm. and they love to be in their feminine energy, right? They like to be in their flow. They like to have space to create like all these different pieces. So when I come in there, I can be their masculine energy and I can really, you know, help build to their seven or eight figures that they're desiring to build to because I can like bring my energy in and it matches their feminine energy and it just becomes like a beautiful, cohesive um, journey together. So 
I love that. And I find a lot more, um, it, uh, business owners don't quite understand that really at the end of the day, they might actually need to start with an OBM versus just a VA because mm -hmm. you're, you're already as an entrepreneur doing all the things. So you need somebody to come in by your side to take the reins of pretty much everything what you're doing and mm -hmm. then start thinking of outsourcing, not just to an OBM, but then a VA. So I, I really try to educate um, our clients or anybody in discovery calls on those kind of that sense, because I find, I want to say like out of every five discovery call, a good board do not know what an OBM is and they question me and I'm probably educating them for a solid five minutes before mm -hmm. we go into like what their real needs are. Um, because I think that it was, it's so great and it's new. And I was like, no, it's actually been around for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, is there anything, because um, I know you love to do all the things and you have so many different talents. And yeah. I actually wanted to ask you, maybe you can talk to the listeners, what does trauma-informed client experience expert mean? Yes. So back in, I think it was 2021, I took like a six-month certificate because I was in the coaching industry and I was planning on you know, pursuing my dream of being a coach in that industry. And so I took a trauma-informed certificate and I got certified at the end of it. Um, and it's really funny because I continued on my journey of trying to make it work as a coach, even though it didn't 100% feel aligned in my body until I was like hearing about becoming a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing it online and it was like, six months of me watching and watching and I felt it in my gut that I wanted to do it but I was nervous because I was like what is everyone going to think if I pivoted again like I've pivoted so many times in the online space like people are going to think I'm a failure and that thought like really held me back for yeah like six months and finally I went offline for six weeks I built like the back end of my business and I launched and I signed my first client in the first month and four months later is like when I went full time. But for me, being trauma informed is really important, especially working in the coaching industry, because I know they hold a lot of clients, right? And I know a lot of the things that they hold with their clients is very touchy to them, right? And it's hard stuff to hold and everything. So for me, being trauma-informed is really important to make sure like the when I'm holding their clients, whether mm -hmm. that's on calls, answering comments, or whether it's, you know, just answering emails, just making sure the clients really feel safe, seen, and held no matter what they're going through, right? And I know as like an online business manager, there's payment plans, all these things. Sometimes people can't make payments, right? And really seeing them in their hardships and finding solutions that make them feel safe in the container and then also still feel safe in their financials too. It's really important. No, hundred percent. I love that's so important. Um, I think I've told you multiple times, like that's why I check in with everybody on the team. Like, how's it going? Like, I don't mean to be annoying because I want to first make sure that you're okay. Um, yeah. do what you're doing not going to um, micromanage by any means, but I want to make sure you're good. And then I always check in with the clients if they're good. And if, they can't make a payment on time. Like I pause things so it doesn't go on automatic because to me, it's not all about money. It's all about how we are working together as a team than against each other. 
And I'd rather us have all that synergy than not. Um, I think it's really important. And uh, and I'm like, there's such a fine line between it with your business policies. And I feel like that's, that's the line I'm navigating right now is like having that compassion, have like showing up, making sure your clients feel safe and held. And then also holding your boundaries in your business, right? And not letting them walk all over you as well. Um, definitely a journey in itself. A hundred percent. I think you can sense a little bit too when people are just starting to take more advantage of the situation than needed than actually really, because I've been on two spectrums and I've kind of, I think now that I've been doing this for almost five years, I'm like, okay, I can see who's just taking advantage, who isn't. Like I'm happy to work with everybody, but it comes back down to like the transparency as well and really communicating that piece. Mm -hmm. And I think a huge part of like entrepreneurship is also being intuitive and following your intuition, right? Like mm -hmm. I, like you said, you can feel it when they're starting to walk all over you. And I've definitely had those intuitive hits and I'm like, no, like this is my business policies and this is, you know, like what, what is happening? Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any tips for anybody just jumping into the OBM landscape? Ooh, I like this question. Um, so my main tips, if you're just starting as an OBM or anything like that, I think the most key important parts of being an OBM is your communication. So making sure your communication is on point with your clients, with their clients, you know, keeping up to speed. I do think as an online business manager, like you really need to be good at managing multiple projects as once. Um, I definitely struggle with ADHD. So I'm like, but I also have like the manifesting generator vibes in me where, you know, like I love doing different projects and I love doing things that light me up. And something that I've like learned in my business is if it doesn't light me up, I don't do it anymore. Right. Um, that's been a huge change for me and how I navigate my business because there was things that I'm doing and they're just, I don't like them that they just drain my energy so much. And that's why I have a team and that's why I have people working under, under me because I want to stay in the things that like light me up. So I think as an online business manager, really getting clear on what you love to do and doing that. Like for me, I love systems. Like you get me in the back of a click up board and I'm like lit up and just so excited to build it out. And like, I love the operations. I love the client experience. And that's really where I thrive in my business. Mm -hmm. So what lights you up in your business? What do you want to do? And then how can you outsource the rest? And another huge piece, I think, is client experience. And this comes with the clients you're holding and then the clients they're holding as well, right? How can you make an exceptional client experience? I have built like my six-figure business strictly by word of mouth. Like I don't do marketing, which I'm going to start, but I don't do marketing or anything like that. Like I've strictly built it from referrals. And I truly believe that's because I have such a good client experience. And you know, that comes with communication, that comes with turnaround times, that comes with the quality of work you're actually putting out. But I believe the client experience and that they receive is why so many people refer me and why I've been able to build like a six figure business just by word of mouth. Yes, 100%. And I think that's where a lot of um, small businesses are going to see that word of mouth is 
a lot to really um, to build and sustain. It's really important in your business. And that's like how we grow as well. Like this is probably the most marketing I've done for Creative Dynamics since I started the business. It's just been word of mouth and me just like putting my head down and building um, so much. So, and I love systems too. I think that's seriously like, that's probably why we align so well. Cause like, I'm also a manifesting generator that I found out. And I <laughs> right. And I also told you um, I'm self-diagnosed with ADHD. I actually just had a call with somebody who's going to be coming on the show who is a specialist with ADHD. And like, I was like going in all these di different directions. Like I have so many ideas for the show for you to come in. And they're like, maybe you need to go get tested. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I th I'm not really allowed to like tell you, but I really think you have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's why we're so in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have a lot of similarities, um, even the way we run our business and all these different moving pieces that, you know, when we did get to connect, I was like, oh, I really want to collab with her no matter like what way it's been, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, on that note, I was going to ask, let's dig in more into the business because I have a feeling there's some listeners out there that have a business other than what is an OBM and how to start a business is I know systems is a big thing, but would you say that there are maybe other pieces that maybe people forget about other than communication, just kind of like a, when you're first digging in the one thing why I'm asking what I find a lot of people forget about is their taxes and cleaning up the QuickBooks and all that stuff, making that organized. I know it sounds really boring for some people. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't like it. That's where my sister-in-law comes in to help me with that, my accountant. But I made sure that that was so organized from day one, like yeah. even before I incorporated all the things. Is there anything that stands out to you? Well, I feel attacked on the taxes because I'm so bad on it. I have my assistant. She's she's good at taxes. She knows these things. She does it for me. Um, I think a big part um, that I see business owners struggle with outside of the systems is really organization. Um, I'm big on organization. And I mean, when you have like a chaotic back end and you have chaotic systems and chaotic operations and you really have no structure in your back end, you're just creating chaos in your business. And that's truly like what I've seen with so many clients is it feels so chaotic in the back end. And although your clients can't see your back end or anything like that, it definitely ripples into your whole business, right? Because if you're showing up in a space and you're not organized and you don't have like the structure in place, you're not showing up in your best energy, right? And you want to have your back end cleaned up. You want to have systems. You want to have structures. You want to be organized so that when you're scaling, because I know a lot of like the coaches I work with, they're scaling to seven, eight figures, right? You yeah. can't scale to that place without systems and without organization. You can't bring on team members with ease unless you want to sit there and spend all your time and your money training them, right? Like you need the systems, you need the organization in the back end in order to easily onboard team members in order to scale to like where you wanna go. And a lot of the time, yeah, I go in these businesses and it's just so chaotic that 
you can feel it on the team, right? And it's just like, and that's always like what I focus on first when I'm going into the team is, is like, how can we create better structure back here? So this is not happening when our next person comes on. Because if I feel like this coming on to a team, I can only imagine how the next person is going to come on to the team feeling like if it's not cleaned up. Yes, 100%. And like, when I first started, I started with all these systems in place. I'm at, like, you know, I'm in the process of re-pivoting to new CRM, which is taking a little bit longer um, than I intend. Adriana is helping me with that, which I'm so excited that she's helping me because I couldn't do it by myself. Um, it's just, it really helps you really focus on the areas too that you should be in and mm -hmm. having things kind of automate. And not all things need to be automated. You can come in and do approvals and make it really personalized to you as how you want it. Or you can just make it on autopilot. Like it's everything can be built around you. It's just making sure um, when you're working with that OBM that they ask you the right curious questions to help build that. Um, so with systems, I do love systems because it has saved me so much. But because I know you have three little ones, how much do you, has that helped you with raising three little boys? Systems are like the peanut butter to my jam. Like I love them more than anything. Um, I automate as much as I can in the back end. And there's so many different systems you can put into place to be able to automate things. And like, as you were saying, right, you can automate things and still have it under approval. So you can go add that customized personal touch yeah. that I know so many business owners want to do, right? Like you want to customize your client experience to each client but having those automations in place that make it so much easier to just go in and edit and send has been like an absolute game changer. And when I first started my business, like I didn't have systems in place. I had no structure or anything. And I didn't really think it was important. Like I was working with enough clients, like a couple clients that I was able to go full time, but nothing where I actually needed systems. And in October, 2022, I signed, we, we hit a 13 K month and I had no team. I had no systems in place. And this is when I was just like systems like are absolutely key. And if you're ever like starting a business, like in this sense or anything, I would suggest getting your systems in place before your business blows up. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I was left working like 12 plus hour days, training a team member, um, trying to put systems together. I ended up hiring people in to come set up my systems at that point. Uh, I started as a virtual assistant, transitioned to OBM, but yeah. And it was just like, if I would have just had that foundation in the beginning of my business, it would have went a whole lot smoother when my business actually blew up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely like, even right now, I'm like, oh, I really need to fix more, but it's, it's hard. But it's like, I think I mentioned before we got on the show, like I have two little ones home right now. So, um, you know, we're in multiple hats over here. <laughs> yeah, I feel that I'm in like a system revamp right now on my end too. And I'm like, I'm going to be happy when it's done, but I don't know. I, I love doing it anyways. And I'm like, literally every couple months, I'm like, how can I make this better? So, um, and something that I usually do in my business is like a system audit. So like, how, how are my systems like functioning, running in the back end, and how can I improve them to make them better? So, you know, things are quicker, onboarding is quicker, like all these different things that obviously we do all the time. 
in this industry. Yes. Yeah. I know we've mentioned a few times, what is manifesting generators <laughs> that we both are? Maybe you can shed light on that for the listeners. Cause if they're new to that, like, I know I just like stumbled more on it and I did like the quiz and I did all these things. And I was like, Oh yeah, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> yeah. So what we're talking about when we have, are speaking about manifesting generator is your human design. And if you don't know your human design, you can look it up online. Um, if you go to mybodygraph.com, you'll be able to find out your human design, your lines, everything like that. And it'll actually tell you like the different information on your different type, but basically it's how you operate and how your energy operates. Um, in this world because there's different types of human design manifesting generator projector all these different things and they all operate differently so as a manifesting generator i can handle multiple projects at once but i need to stay in things that light me up because if i'm in doing projects that don't light me up my energy is getting drained and it's becoming an energy leak in my life if you're a projector then you need lots of space to create like you need a support system in your business because you need the space to create and you need you know like lots of rest as a projector right so there's different types of like energy types human design that if you actually study into it it's going to benefit your business in the long run and after you find out your human design you can always google like how does this show up in my business how am i supposed to show up in my business how am i supposed to show up in my marketing and when you start pulling these different pieces into your business it actually can benefit you in like quantum leaping your business because mm -hmm. you're just feeling more you're taking that time it makes sense i don't know how to describe it until you actually look more into it yeah <laughs> Even too, like the whole journey um, about going through for ADHD and all that for me for getting testing, I'm like, it all makes sense now. It's like, why am I like, I think I mentioned in previous shows that I also have dyslexia. But like when I was talking to that expert, they're saying that it's proven to have it connected to another kind of neurodiversity. And usually it is linked with ADHD. I was like, ah, oh, makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so good when you put the pieces together of it right makes mm -hmm. so much sense well even too like um if some of you like start listening to the show you'll see me sometimes stumble on words because i get super anxious and it's like my brain is like telling me other things it's like where the anxiety of dyslexia comes in and then i'm like i don't know how to say that that name it's like it's kind of like a frozen piece and then i'm like oh i'm gonna have to make another um name up or even when i'm typing something out i'm like i can't figure out that name so i'm just gonna work with this name that i know that i can spell and it'll just mold it in it's hilarious because um i don't know if my assistant's watching this but i have my own dictionary of like how i say words because yeah. <laughs> It's super funny. My man makes fun of me too. He's like, we need to create like an Ashley dictionary because I just, I don't do big words. And I'm always just like, okay, hey, we need to swap this out for a smaller word. Well, there's a word that you put on your bio and I was like, I'm going to mess that up. So I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Literally, I do it all the time. Like I could try, but then I'm just going to stumble. Like the introduction that I did for Nadine last week, I switched it out a little bit and then it put too much pressure on my brain, I think. And I was like, not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. 
Literally. And I think you got to go with what works for you, right? Like, you know, you best. So finding the things that work for you. And if that's small words, it's small words. That's how I run my business. <laughs> um, it's so funny that you also say that about the dictionary, because my husband also says things like, word, that's not even a word, or that's really random, or, you know, like, I don't even know. Yes. <laughs> like, to me. <laughs> Literally. And I'm like, I was saying to my assistant the other day, I was like, I just don't know why they spell words and they don't sound like they spell. Like it doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. Somebody, cause uh, my little one is in kindergarten. So someone who has a learning disability and then knowing that you have to, Brandon says, it just adds flavor to the conversation. Yes, it does. I have um, a lot of flavor to my conversations. So. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying is that for somebody who struggles with a learning disability and reading and writing, all the things under the sun, uh, it, it's taken me so much time to get where I am today, but I still struggle on a daily basis. And like, I always constantly ask people how to spell things. It's maybe that I don't know how to spell it, but in that time, if I'm like under pressure, my brain just can't comprehend. Like we're just going somewhere for, to help a single mom move uh yesterday and i brought along one of my best friends and they were like turn left i'm like which way's left <laughs> what way's left i'm like i'm more stressed out right now looking at the map <laughs> literally i do the same you thing oh, I feel you. point with me literally. <laughs> you got a point <laughs> yeah i can relate to that on a whole other level <laughs> Well, we'll have to go through the dictionaries and see what we have common. Maybe um, we can create one together. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we end the show, is there anything that you want to share with the listeners? I'm so happy that you came on the show. You, you, you're so vulnerable, openness, and authenticity of just what you've come through and overcame. I'm just so appreciative of you coming on the show and having the listeners hear your journey. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, I think the only thing that I want to share and I've wanted like a platform to share my story because I do believe like it's a very powerful story and everything I've overcome. And I just hope that if you do hear my story and you're, you know, like in a tough space or you're going through like a really challenging time that this can provide you with some inspiration that things do get better and that you can change your life. And yes, it does take time. And yes, it does take resilience and consistency and all these different pieces, but you can do it and you can leave the relationship and you can get sober and you can build the business, you know, whatever it is that you're truly desiring to do that maybe your excuses are holding you back or your challenges are holding you back you can do it, right? You have the strength, you have the power, you have the resilience inside of you. It's really just a matter of fact of pulling that out, digging deep, pulling it out, healing everything that's holding you back and ultimately transforming your life. Love it. It's true. We're all resi resilient. It's We just need to take the inner in and see what we can push forward. And thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you to everyone in the chat room. A big thank you to the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Next week, we have Alex on the show, and we're going to be digging deep in entrepreneurship, family, how to scale and how to sell a business. I'm really excited for Alex to come in. Um, so within until next time, remember your journey is unique and your worth is unquestionable.
Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. Bye.